0: High-tech equipment for the kitchen that works together and looks great. Welcome to Service Calls, a podcast brought to you by Heritage Parts in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. Each month, we talk to experts and service techs to bring you the latest news and tips for use in the field. I'm Rob LaFrentz, and in this episode, we talk about a new line of kitchen equipment that's all about synergy, a griddle on the fritz, and staying safe on the road. Joining me today, as always, is Food Service Equipment Reports Managing Editor, Allison Resendiz. And our first guest is Electrolux Professional Regional Category Manager, Giacomo Pacioni who joins us by phone from Charlotte, North Carolina. And we're going to talk about a new high-end line of kitchen equipment from Electrolux called the Skyline Cook & Chill. Giacomo, can you give us the backstory about the Skyline Cook & Chill solution? Back in
1: 1976, uh, one of the, comp- the company, Electrolux, was the one that acquired the first company that developed the combi oven. And in 1983, we developed the first blast chiller. So having the experience in both um, units, we decided in 2003 to introduce uh, the first complete and unique cook and chill system where you have a combi oven and a blast chiller that have the same design and the same capacity. What this means is that we've uh, gone a step further down the road in 2003 to have equipment that are built and designed together to make operations to be seamless.
0: Interesting. So let's flash forward to now where the combi oven and the blast chiller, they're all together, part of the Skyline system. Uh, What edge does this give a restaurant?
1: For example, if you were to cook or roast chickens in the combi oven and then you wanted to blast chill them. If you were not using the Skyline uh, cook and chill solution, you would be using a system where you use two different brands for the combi oven and the blast chiller, where you have to cook in one, then after the food comes out in around 195 degrees Fahrenheit, you would have to let it cool down outside, allowing it to, to bring down the temperature of the food, but at the same time to create a risk for the food, and then let the blast chiller uh, cool down and place the food in the blast chiller. Instead, with the Skyline uh, Cook and Chill system, you start the roasting of the chicken in the in the combi oven, and when there's four minutes, five minutes uh, remaining for the process, the combi oven communicates with the blast chiller and tells the blast chiller Skyline Chill as. You need to start pre-cooling, because in four minutes, I'll be finishing my cooking process. The blast chiller pre-cools. And then the operator, the only thing that needs to do is to open the door, take out the chickens, open the uh, Skyline chill as door, place the chickens, close the door, and the blast chiller starts cooling down. And this really makes uh, the Skyline cook and chill system an automized process that allows for safety in the operations.
2: So thinking of service technicians, what maybe are your top three teps, tips excuse me, that service techs should know about performing maintenance on the skyline?
1: The three top things that they need to know about maintaining these two pieces of equipment is that one, uh, the both of the equipments are now developed modularly, which means that if they were to need a specific part for the oven, they are able to get it without having to disrupt any other type of operations of the combi oven. Which takes me to the second point. When we talk about maintaining this type of equipment because of their modularity, modularity, we're talking that the equipment allows the technician to come to uh, operate them or, or maintain them without having to uh, come immediately. To give you an example, if the, if the technician was to be called on Friday at 8 o'clock at night, the technician eh, with a regular combi would have to rush in, find the part, and then come in to uh, fix the equipment. With a Skyline uh, combi of an emblastular, what the technician now can do is that the uh, equipment will allow for continuous operations and uh, for a lo- as long as 72 hours. So the technician can get the part. And then come in and fix the combi oven. And then the third point, when we talk about these uh, two pieces of equipment, we talk about the similarity between the two of them. This means that the panels in uh, the combi and the blast chiller are um, use the same components. So if a customer has a combi and a blast chiller in their in their kitchen, that is Electrolux Professional Skyline, they are able to. Uh, exchange pieces, electronic pieces, between one or the other, allowing them for always um, simple maintenance procedures.
0: So along with the plug-and-play installation and the easy serviceability, there are a lot of tools out there for techs when it comes to making that service call. Can you talk about a few of them?
1: One of the things that we have with Skyline uh, that we're trying to introduce with Skyline is the fact that, first of all, if the service technician is in front of the units, they can actually scan a QR code in the screen that will send them directly to all the documentation from the oven and the blast chiller. So they can see the service manual. They can see the installation handbook. They can see the spec sheets. They can see the spare parts catalog, and they can see videos. They can send you to links where you can see videos. Other than that, if they're not in front of the units, the best resource would be to go to electricalprofessionalusa.com. Uh, or just go to our Electrolux Professional um, uh, website in uh, YouTube, where you can find videos that show different types of way of how to operate the unit, and, uh, do different type of uh, repairs or maintenance in the unit. Then the last step will be to email us at profconnect.electrolux.com, at and we will be able to provide them the material.
0: Great stuff on what sounds like it could be a real game changer when it comes to kitchen equipment. That was Electrolux Professional Regional Category Manager Giacomo Peccioni. Next up, it's our From the Field segment, and I'm going to hand it off to my colleague Bob Kessler.
3: And this time we go to the phone over to Gray, Maine, to talk to Pine Tree Food Equipment Service Manager Chris Brown, who got a call from a steakhouse. They were having an issue with their big Main 32-inch grill. So, Chris, welcome, and can you tell me about the complaint and what the tech found when he arrived?
2: Well, the initial uh, complaint was for the grill um, not lighting, and it was brand new. They had just received it, um, put it in themselves, you know, the maintenance guy put it in, and uh, they couldn't get the grill running. Uh, So we had dispatched a technician out to uh, see what we could find out.
3: And what steps did the tech take to fix the griddle on that first visit? Well, the first thing
2: they, you know, they went through and checked, you know, the gas and the setup and make sure it was the right, uh, you know, LP or propane and and just the normal functions of the grill to, you know, make sure that that was uh, not an issue. Uh, then, you know, looking further into it, they, you know, Got they were able to get it running at that point, but not not a hundred percent. You know, we we got them up and running for the emergency, and they were able to use it. Uh, but uh, you know, they had ended up calling back, uh, I believe, a day or so later, uh, and we had to go back out. It had started repeating the issues, and at that time, is we started looking uh, at the gas pressures. What we had found was uh, there was no internal gas pressure where we could take some readings on it you know which made it a little more difficult. Uh, we worked you know with their support because it was a warranty you know you have to kind of follow the manufacturer's uh, blueprint of of walking through steps to troubleshoot We ended up putting in a little port so we could measure the pressures and and found that uh, you know the gas pressure. Incoming was not correct at that time.
3: And then a few days later, the restaurant called with the same problem. So what did the tech find this time, and then what repairs were made?
2: What we ended up doing was uh, working with the manufacturer, tested the uh, probes, the main control probes, and they felt as though that could be the problem, so we replaced
3: them at their, uh, their direction. And at this point, you're on the phone with the manufacturer. What did they have to say?
2: They were scratching their head a little bit. Uh, Believe it or not, they were actually at one point where they didn't know if they could even fix this unit and they may have to replace it.
3: Once the new probes didn't work, the tech installed a valve that let them test the internal gas pressure and ran diagnostics with a water manometer. What did the tech find?
2: Well, they found that the gas pressures were off. We were getting some readings of about 4.5, and they were recommending about 5.1, uh, which we also found later is pretty critical. Uh, you know, some of the equipment is more forgiving than others uh, with the gas pressure tolerances, and this one actually uh, really needed to be close uh, on, the, uh, on the pressure, or it would make the valve chatter and, uh, you know, cause some
3: issues. So could you explain what the problem was with the griddle all along?
2: Well, the problem was a gas pressure problem all along, um, but not having the means, like I said, to test it initially, uh, you know, nothing internally where we could get in and, uh, you know, check it internal to, you know, the, the unit. You know, we we... Stumbled around with a manufacturer a little bit.
0: And yet another case of perseverance and patience paying off, thanks to Pine Tree Food Equipment Service Manager Chris Brown. Next up, let's talk nuts and bolts. In this segment, we get tips from techs like you who spend their days in the field, and one thing's for sure, you get a lot of windshield time. So let's go to Baltimore and EMR Service Tech Dre Hinton, who has some safety tips for when you're behind the wheel. My top tips on safe driving, nothing never heard of. It's defensive driving looking in the cars to see what people are doing, whether they're paying attention, they're turning left in front of you, looking there and see, are they looking your way? Are they even um, noticing that you're there? And on the freeway, if you're paying close enough attention, you can sometimes anticipate people changing lanes before they use their signals, if they use their signals at all. Second
4: and the biggest tip I think is don't be in a hurry. Take your time, leave space, get there safe.
0: And here's Clark Service Group's Regional Field Supervisor, Kobe Patterson.
4: My advice for technicians on safe driving is being aware of your surroundings. Anywhere from people on the sidewalk, traffic around you, traffic lights and signs, just making sure that you have an idea of what's happening around you. Also is safe following distances. Most service technicians have larger vans with a lot of inventory in the back that weigh down your vehicle. So giving yourself plenty of room from the vehicle in front of you, that way you have time to stop if you need to in an urgent situation.
0: Next up, let's go to St. Paul, Minnesota and Smart Care Equipment Solutions SVP, Geeter Osgood.
4: Number one, never drive distracted. Put your addresses in your GPS's before you start driving. Keep those GPS's or phones at eye level so that you can keep a full view of what's ahead of you and pull over if you get into extended conversations. Number two, do a walk around your vehicle. Make sure you check your tires, your wiper blades and anything else around your vehicle that might get in the way of safe driving. It's really important that your vehicle is in good shape. And finally, we drive very heavy vehicles with lots of parts in them and lots of other things, so secure all the items. Make sure all your parts and your refrigerant, refrigerant canisters and clipboards and everything is secure before you start driving. Because when you, if you have to hit the brakes, you don't want any of it fall, flying around. So uh, there's your top driver safety tips. Keep safe out there.
0: And this is Maliki Parts and Service CEO, Rich Malachy
5: Farrell Jr. This is my four top tips for driving safely on the road, and number one is keeping phones out of reach i think it's very important with all the technology we have today to be easily distracted and for me personally and when we talk in meetings we let the technicians know while you're driving you should not be answering text messages or phone calls and you should probably store it out of hands reach number two tools, parts, equipment, Freon tanks, etc. are all in the van. They should all be secured safely in in order to make sure that things are not bouncing around and become a distraction, especially when you have things like Freon tanks and acetylene. Um, Those need to definitely be secured safely. My number three is uh, headphones, earbuds, and things of that nature that might be still in your ear. I, I think we need to take those out. So we can be very alert and hear everything that's going on that could often be in the way, obviously of us hearing and uh, being alert for other drivers around us and pedestrians. And number four is really just follow the rules of the road, okay? We don't need to speed. We don't need to bob and weave. We need to remember that we are driving a billboard and everyone will know our name. And we want to make sure that we keep our name good on the roads with everyone, keep everyone safe. And do the speed limit. Going an extra 10, 15 miles an hour over is not going to change anything. Let's get to each call safely and get home to our families. That's been my four top tips for technicians driving safely. I hope you enjoyed it, and thank you very much. Do you have tips or hacks to share with your fellow techs?
0: If you do, write us an email or record a voice memo on your phone and send it along to servicecalls at fermag.com. And that's it for this episode of Service Calls brought to you by Heritage Parts in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. We'll be back next month, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I'm Rob LaFrance.